Wait. Wait, I can't hear you though. Are you? I don't hear you on the phone. God damn it. One of the two. Mute me, mute me on your phone because I probably sound better through this. Or wait, you have to mute me through this, don't you? Hey, but don't mute yourself, you idiot. Nick. 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 Yeah, can you hear me? Holy shit, it's finally working. Finally got it to work. I do have to go and pick up some food from my mom here in a little bit. Just to in give you a heads up. A little bit? What the shit? I'm sorry we've been doing this for two hours with no results. This has taken an absurdly long amount of time. I... Welcome to the Day Drunk Show. I'm here with Nick E. Navoda. Hello, guys. And uh, we're just going to jump into Pick'ems real quick. We're not going to do a ton of football this week. Um, no. It's just going to be a real quick one, and then we're going to jump into other topics because uh, we want to do something a little different than what we've been doing the last couple weeks. Yeah, so let's go uh, Seahawks-Falcons. Who do you got? Uh, I got Seahawks. Yeah, I I agree. Not a whole lot to say there. Uh, Cardinals, Saints. I think we both agree that the Saints are going to blow them out of the water. Actually, the Cardinals will keep it competitive, but there's no way they win. Uh, Drew Brees is back. Saints are going to win. Yeah. Uh, Chargers, Bears. Uh, I got the Bears. Um. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Bears. I think, but it's in Chicago, so I think that gives them the edge. Uh, Jets, Jags. I know every week you're going to pick the Jags, so... Yeah, definitely Jags. Uh, I actually... Pats and I'd pick the Jags. Yeah, I, I... The Jets are garbage. Uh, Giants, Lions. Um, this one I got the Lions. Yeah, so I think we didn't really talk about it much yet, but I think the Lions are, are actually a good team this year. No, uh, the, yeah, the, the games that they've lost have been close games. Yeah, it's crazy. Against good teams. And then they beat the Eagles, who are just top of the nfl so uh bucks titans i actually have the bucks winning this one do you see all yeah, right as much well, as i like Tannehill under center for the titans now i still have the bucks winning this one yeah i think the titans defense squeaks one out and uh Jameis is either gonna throw five touchdowns or five picks i think he has a five pick game uh eagles bills all right this is gonna make you happy i have the eagles for this uh, one Thank God. You know what? I really, I think that they, I'm going to pick the Eagles, even though they're going to lose because I said that. Uh, probably the worst team in the NFL after the Dolphins. So Broncos Colts, who wins the horse matchup? Um, obviously it's going to be the Colts, but I disagree on the fact that the Broncos are the worst team. I actually think that the next game that we're going to talk about has probably the worst team even maybe worse than the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going to go with Colts. All right, so you think the Bengals are second worst, and so clearly they lose to the Rams. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Rams win this, Bengals suck. Yeah, Rams are looking underwhelming, but I think they win too. So now is what's probably 
Yeah, it's probably is, the best game of the week now. This is by far the best game of the week, um, other than maybe the Packers and Chiefs. But since the Chiefs are don't have yeah, their starting quarterback months. in, I think this is the best game of the week. And I have the Panthers beating the 49ers. That's, you've been talking all this shit about how good the 49ers are. Just and to turn your back that, on them? I think that they are a really good team. You but I think the Panthers are pretty good this year. I listen to you all these weeks, and I'm going to go with the 49ers. You're wrong. Christian, I think that the 49ers offense can keep up, but I don't think that the defense can. So I think that the Carolina Panthers are going to squeak one out. This is going to be a high-scoring game, though. All right, let's go Raiders-Texans. Texans, for sure, without a doubt. I actually think the Raiders have been playing better football. I'm going to go with the Raiders this week. And, and real quick, I just, want to, I just want to point this out because I saw it watching uh, some pregame today that uh, Houston, uh, what's his name? Uh, yep. Hopkins. <laughs> Hopkins is the third youngest to 8,000 yards because we were talking a few weeks ago about who we think could beat Jerry Rice's all-time record. Not Hopkins. I think Hopkins has the best chance. You're wrong. No one has a so chance. I just wanted ever. to point that out real quick. Nobody. Uh, Pats, Pats, Browns. Pats, for sure. Not a, uh, no doubt in my mind. Look, Jarvis Landry knows some things that we don't know clearly, and yeah, it's okay. that he's retarded, and the Pats are going to win. Oh, yeah. the Brown, I was I was reading about how the Browns think that they're going to come in there and beat the Patriots, but there's no chance. Unless the Patriots the... are sitting all of their players, there's no way. You have the quarterback who's thrown the most interceptions this week going against the defense who has the most interceptions this week. It's just a it's a recipe for success for the Patriots. Just like a reminder of who the Browns actually are is that Jamie Collins wanted more money, so the Patriots immediately traded him to the Browns, yeah. and yeah, he and still he came like, oh, crawling shit. back. Yeah, oh shit, I made a huge <laughs> mistake. I'll take less money. I'll pay for, for I'll play for free, guys. Please, Jesus, don't <laughs> send me back to Cleveland. And All right. what is now the most disappointing game of the week? Because there's nothing more I want to see than Mahomes versus Rogers. Uh, Packers Chiefs. Mahomes is out, so originally I had the Chiefs just stomping them, but without Mahomes, I think their offense loses a lot of its dynamic extended red zone plays. Um, I still think it's going to be a good game, but the Packers for sure. Yeah. Uh, that being said, and then, I had the Packers before I knew Mahomes was going to go out. So Mahomes going out just makes makes me that much more sure that the Packers will win. Well, Mahomes losing to Aaron Rodgers wouldn't happen. Uh, yeah, and well. then what is potentially uh, – no, it's the worst game of the week. I, I have no interest. Oh, in yeah, no, yeah, there's no doubt that the, this is a terrible primetime game to be played. Actually, uh, but, I think that I'm going to – watch literally any i might actually turn on my netflix account for the first time in years and watch netflix instead of this game yeah there's gonna be nothing else on tv this week and i still may not watch this game that's how bad it is uh well, steelers win you're back home now so you can watch like the grass grow or like the cows shit out in the yeah. field yeah i could go like... watch tractors plow the ground <laughs> stuff like that it's plenty of fun for you to have all right so let's get in to what we've really wanted to talk about this week and I mean, it's not like anyone listens to this anyway, but if they do, we're getting banned in China. So let's go through it. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. So China the, sucks. <laughs> uh, basically, this week's topic is uh, about freedom of 
speech and how China doesn't allow it and how the U.S. is slowly starting to not allow it. But to start out the segment, we will talk about the NBA in China, uh, just to keep it a little bit more sports related as well. Um, So this actually was like a few weeks ago now, but uh, Daryl Morey, and I... If I remember right, he just tweeted out the the emblem, their logo that the the Hong Kong resistance is going with, and then it said "Fight for Freedom, Stand with Hong Kong." So really, like, not even something all that controversial, at well, least as far as I'm concerned. But if you're yeah. Chinese and you control everything, very controversial. Oh yeah, um, definitely. The Chinese definitely hated this. I think one of the bigger problems and the reason it was so poorly received is that the rockets are probably it. Uh, and I'm just going on like kind of an assumption here and a little bit of what I've read based on like Houston's history as a franchise is that uh, they were the franchise with Yao Ming and, and that, I mean, he's the biggest player to come out of China ever. So right. uh, everyone in China pays attention to at the very least, if uh, probably like the big names, but the Rockets. Uh, so everyone in China saw this and, and they just, they immediately canceled I think all of the games, um, LeBron was complaining that they canceled a bunch of his showings and signings and meet and greets. And so uh, Adam Silver actually kind of came in and backed Daryl Morey's right to say these things. Uh, but uh, in a very like, I don't want to really cross this line every, any further because right. we get a shit ton of money from China, essentially, is what happened. Um, so, of Obviously, China wasn't happy about this. Um, China's CCTV, which is like their state-run media, uh, said, we've noted that Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA who has been attending events in Japan, has responded to inappropriate comments on Hong Kong made by the general manager. (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) General manager of the Houston Rockets, Daryl Morey. We've worked... We voice our strong dissatisfaction and opposition to Adam Silver offering as an excuse the right to freedom of expression. We what believe that no comments. Example. No, yeah, we believe that no comments challenging national sovereignty and social stability fall within the scope of freedom of expression. Expression. In light of this, China Media Group Sports Channel has decided to immediately suspend the current plans to relay broadcast the NBA preseason uh, China games and will immediately undertake a full check of all cooperative exchanges (laughs) involving the NBA. So basically China was like, you know what guys, fuck you. How dare you speak (laughs) negatively about us? Uh, How dare you allow your people to speak negatively about us? We're going to ban all of your shit. Uh, (laughs) We don't allow freedom of speech and neither should you. (laughs) This is just preseason football or basketball. So it's not even that big of a deal, uh, or it shouldn't have been that big of a deal, and yet it turned into this huge deal. I fucking love it. I love it more for the fact that uh, a lot of the people in the NBA who have uh, spoken out against social injustice and other things of that nature in America are absolutely silent when it comes to time. Absolutely either silent or like, no, I'm going to suck on Chinese balls. Oh, yeah. And how dare you speak negatively about them? And that's the best part is that you just think of all these times that 
all the players ha- have worn their shirts. And uh, I mean, I go back to like when they were told to shut up and, <clears throat> and I'm like, man, really all you're doing at this point is like pushing into that thought of shut up and dribble because now you're, it's all fun and games when it's our president and American fans are so against the president anyway, that it's easy to like, I mean, all of late night TV shows, literally that's all they do. They just make fun of the president. There's no like actual content in them, but LeBron James said that he was, what was it? Misinformed or uninformed? And yes, yes, said that Lori was was uninformed about the situation going on uh, in Hong Kong. Which, speaking of, we should probably go and give a little bit of background information about Hong Kong because I don't know of our five listeners that listen to this podcast right now. Oh, they know know how much they know about it. But Hong Kong was a British colony from 1842 until 97. When the British government was uh, transferred uh, Hong Kong back to China, uh, Hong Kong and the rest of China have acted as one country under two systems since 1997, meaning that they all be- it's all Chinese. But, but they have their own small but they government. they have their own democratic government in Hong <clears throat> Kong. Um, and then the Hong Kong protests started a few months ago because of Uh, the Hong Kong government trying to pass the Fugitive Offenders Amendment Bill that would allow extradition of fugitives to mainline China. Uh, The protesters feel this would be, uh, this would erode their local government further and give mainland China more influence and power in their local government. Yeah, so I understand kind of both sides of it, but I also could see that the people of Hong Kong have become so accustomed to their way of life that looking down the barrel of going back to like Chinese full controlled way of life probably isn't like the best, but I could see if you are a fugitive and you can just go over to this other part that's still China, but not really. And you can't get extradited. So I see both sides of it, but the problem I have is the way that the NBA and not even, I think Adam Silver is probably the only person who's acted correctly in this situation. Um, LeBron James is just pissed off that he's lost money out of his pocket, which is like the worst part of it to me because it just says that he bows down to the almighty dollar and doesn't care what else is going on actually. And then you have people like Steve Kerr, who when he was asked about China's human rights violations, um, including what they're doing to the Muslims over there, which they have a lot of the Muslims in camps, um, basically uh, concentration camps or uh, training camps in order to get them from to become more Chinese and less Muslim. Um, whenever Steve Kerr was asked about that, he said the U.S. had its own issues and compared China's human 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 rights violations to gun ownership in the U.S. So not only somebody like Steve Kerr, who's outspoken about his hatred for President Trump, not only was he willing to defend China. In order to defend China, he was like, you know what? The U.S. sucks as well. And it's just like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) Like, how could you possibly think that gun ownership in the U.S. is the same as putting Muslims in camps? So first off, Steve Kerr is like barely a sixth man when he was in the NBA, like sometimes a starter. I don't really care what he has to say. More importantly, anyone who compares Chinese training camps to gun rights is clearly he's pandering they're they're both pandering they just want to make money like 
in the states nowadays a good PR stunt is to smash the president. And that's right. that's all he's lose, doing. You're not going to lose money in the states from viewers in the United States by saying Trump's bad because we have freedom of speech. China, if you say China is bad, you will lose money in China. There's oh no yeah, doubt and about it. I mean everyone knows like a lot of things in, in larger scales are geared towards these have to be. It, movies playable in the U.S. and playable in China because if they're not playable in China, you're losing a ton of money, and that's all the NBA is doing. They're all just looking out for their own pocket. They mm. don't give a shit about standards or morals as long as it doesn't interfere with their money. I do want to note that there have been two people that have been pretty um, outspoken and don't really care about the money. Um, one of them being uh, Shaq who during TNT's pregame show oh my God, that was <clears throat> for awesome. the kickoff of uh, basketball season said that basically LeBron James is a piece of shit. That's not what he said, but it is what he said. I actually ordered one of the Barstool Sports shirts that has LeBron in like a Chinese military uniform. <laughs> I plan on wearing it as often as my wife will allow me to wear it. it like no, yeah, consecutively. I, I saw that one. Oh God, that's probably going to be my new favorite shirt that and all my brewery shirts and i'm never going to change out of them this uh, this is coming from Shaq. has there's literally a statue a giant statue of Shaq in china so <laughs> he has something to lose in china like there he's making money from china or from chinese fans and yet he's still willing to be like you know what china yeah, isn't that great wrong is wrong shit what's i mean you can say whatever you want about the president but if you're going to point out one wrong, you can't ignore another. Right. Um, so I think the, it, there's an easy answer to this question. Is the NBA in China's pocket? Absolutely. Oh, 100%, without a doubt, <clears throat> the NBA is in China's pocket. They're going to do everything that they can to not offend them. Oh, yeah. And their PR people right now are working fucking overtime trying to figure this out. They're a, about to put pandas on every uniform for the next 10 years. It's crazy that people will, like Steve Kerr and LeBron James, will be like, you know what, Trump sucks. He's this authoritarian dictator that's ruining America. But God and forbid there's this... actually a country with one of those. <laughs> and then, yeah, God forbid that you talk about a country that actually has an authoritarian government that doesn't allow you to do things that you want to do, that doesn't allow you to say things that you want to say, and they just bow down to him. For the sake of the almighty dollar. The only person I would accept defending China is Dennis Rodman. That's it. Everyone else has to <laughs> shut the fuck up. If Dennis Rodman defends China, I'm with it. Because he's fucking crazy and has probably been to China. I think it's also funny, too, that um, a while back when LeBron was uh, dogging President Trump a lot, Fox, there was a Fox News host that was like, you know what, you need to shut up and dribble. Politics obviously isn't your thing. And then when he was questioned about China, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to dribble. That's my thing. <laughs> I'm just a basketball politics player. <laughs> isn't my thing. I don't know what I'm talking about. And it's just like, dude, come on. Like everybody is seeing through your lies, except for maybe like the ultra liberals that probably prefer China to the U.S. Oh, yeah. They think that China is some fucking fantastic country where you just roll around with pandas and everyone has an equal amount of food and money. Right. Um, All right, so let's get into our next Chinese smash fest. Uh, kind of along the same lines, um, and just more proof that 
China's money and influence on industry is way beyond what most people think. Uh, so Blizzard had a, uh, esports tournament and I, I think he was actually the winner of it. Um, and he shouted liberate Hong Kong revolution of our times. Uh, and I think that something happened with the casters too. I'll have to go back and look, but the casters like gave him the opportunity to say this. And so Blizzard, so there are terms and services to everything, but as we'll get into it, there are reasons why I think that this is just another example of that. Um, you can't, they essentially, it, it's a super vague uh, terms and services for any players on there that say that they can't do anything uh, that would upset uh, like bigger entities like that. It, it's super vague. I'll pull it up while we're talking about this, but uh, they pulled originally. They pulled his entire winnings and banned him for. Was it one or two years? Um, I think it was just a year. Yeah, and so they've backed down. They gave him half of his winnings and six months now was their compromise because the community was just outraged. Like, how could you possibly ban somebody for doing these kinds of things and for speaking out about? Uh, and I think he is actually. Uh, Chinese, like he's speaking out about his own social rights, and they banned him. Which it's hilarious. It's just another perfect example that right. China is paying everybody. No, and it's not China that is banning these people. Yeah, although if they had the ability to, they would. Oh yeah, that but it's it's literally not back into China it's for sure. Blizzard, it is Blizzard that is banning this person. Um, and then they also banned a team of Hearthstone players from. American University that held up a sign during the uh, collegiate championship for uh, Hearthstone, or Hearthstone that uh, said "Free Hong Kong, Boycott Blizz," which I get it. They also included "Boycott Blizz" in order to stand up with uh, this guy from China, but just they're—it's almost like companies are bending over backwards to offend Americans in order to satisfy China. China. And it's not necessarily the Chinese citizenship. It's literally the government of China. Yeah. Uh, it's actually, like, pretty <clears throat> hilarious. It, uh, all of it together, because uh, one of the things that Blizzard specifically says is that China had no influence in its decision, which is uh, just... A bullshit statement. What I don't care what they have to say. And then they said the specific views were not a factor in the decision made. Uh, and that if he had been speaking in the opposite, so if this dude had came out and said, fuck yeah, China, take over Hong Kong, that they would have acted in the same way, which we all know is oh, total bullshit. No, yeah, they definitely would not have acted in the same way. Everybody is willing to stand up to tyranny until... <laughs> They're actually having to put something on the line. And then it's yeah. like, ah, oh, maybe tyranny's okay. Like, uh, you know, if it costs me $100 million, this group um, of people that's not me can totally be oppressed. Fuck it. I do want to point out that uh, people like Mark Kern, who helped make World of Warcraft, uh, tweeted out that he would boycott the game. Um, and he's joined by a lot of players who play Blizzard games and boycotting the company. Um in order to stand in unison with the Hong Kong protesters. However, do you think that people protesting Blizzard 
like this is going to change anything? Or do you think that they're going to end up wanting to play the game anyway, so they eventually give up their little boycott or whatever? I guess what I'm asking is, do boycotts really serve any, like a purpose? As long as a company is making money somewhere else, like China, do they really care about Americans boycotting? A boycott, I think, will only affect, and especially, so I play Blizzard games. I, I don't agree with what China is doing. I think that it it's just a clear violation of what's been going on, and they're just attempting. It, it's like a slow <laughs> attempt to just strip away rights from Hong Kong. But that that's not even what's important. I play Blizzard games. I'm not going to fucking stop. I don't give a shit about their boycott. Uh, and to be honest, they're not going to give a shit about the boycott either until it starts leaving a dent in their pockets. And, and really, it's all up to... I mean, Blizzard is... You can say Blizzard all you want, but it all comes down to Activision. And Activision is way too big to be affected by some boycott. That's I think that's part of the reason that no one gives a shit about the American market is that half of us don't really fucking care anyway. And then most of your money is coming from China. So unless China right. starts to boycott it, who fucking cares? Exactly. There's a billion people in China. Uh, so your market in China is so big that losing a few American fans isn't that big of a deal. No, yeah, not at all. Uh, so you, let's get on to our last Chinese-related topic. The, uh, the, one person, the, one pe- <laughs> the one person, the one group of people who are willing to offend China no matter what, Fuck that yeah. South Park. Uh, um, and being from Colorado, fuck yeah, South Park. I don't watch it anymore because I don't watch shit, but... No, I've never been a huge fan of South Park, but I am willing to watch them after this. Um, they're basically the only people that aren't afraid of China, it seems. Um, after a t- an episode titled Band in China, uh, band is in B-A-N-D, and yet also the double meaning of B-A-N-N-E-D, band in China, mocked how Hollywood shapes its content to bend to the will of China. Um, China banned South Park from the internet after this episode. Um, After the Chinese censors scrapped South Park from everywhere, uh, the Chinese people could watch it. The show creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone (laughs) issued a very sincere apology. Um, I'll read it for you right now. And This is is literally the best part of all of this, is this is... So, when you get, like, paperwork in the air force this is exactly what i this is the way i want to write a rebuttal to it because oh, it's like yeah. ah fuck it i did it what do you want from me like, <laughs> no this is <laughs> I, i'll let you guys judge for yourselves how sincere this is but i take them for the word i think that they really mean it from the bottoms of their heart uh their apology read like the nba we welcome the chinese censors into our homes and into our hearts we too love money more than freedom and democracy um G. G doesn't, I don't look, know. <laughs> doesn't uh, look like Winnie the Pooh at all. Tune into our 300th episode this Wednesday at 10. Long live, long live the great Communist Party of China. May the autumn's... I, I don't even know what this word is, but may the autumn's harvest be bountiful. Uh, we good now, China. It ends. There's a question um, mark after just, that. So no, we yeah, good like now, China? asking China if they're okay now because they've sincerely apologized. Yeah, and I will be waiting for China's acceptance of this apology any day now. So Yeah. No, uh, so why, why, why do you think South Park is the only company out there between the 
NBA and video games and Hollywood and whoever else is out there. So I, is it that South Park is the only person willing or only group of people willing to stand up to the tyranny of China's communist government. So I think part of it is that South Park's fan base is pretty based in people who really don't give a shit about stuff like this. Um, I don't think anyone who watches South Park is going to be like, oh, my God, how could they say that about China? No one's going to care. They've said way worse things about way more people. I'm pretty sure they had an episode where a gay dude takes Paris Hilton into his butthole, and, and no one seemed to really yeah. complain about that. So no, yeah, it, it's the, the expectation like, that's set. Yeah, South Park is definitely known for like going against the grain. Um, and I don't really know how much money that they have to lose in China compared to like the NBA or Hollywood. But it just shows like the hypocrisy of like everybody who constantly speaks out against the U.S. and like our what they see as atrocities. Like, oh yeah, but we're not so doing used the to Green New Deal speech. and yeah, gun we don't laws and stuff. Take but your like, how, honestly how for take... me. Take your opinion and yell it out to whoever you want to because I don't fucking care. I don't care about yeah. your opinion or anyone else's because I have my own. It's just like, how can we take anything that you say serious if you're willing to just bow down and, like, fucking lick, lick China's dick? Like, what? How? What's their currency? What is their currency worth? Um, so they... Do they use the yen, or is that Japan? Uh, you're I'm thinking, sorry to anyone. Is that uh, Korea? <laughs> no, no. Yuan is Korea, yen is uh, Japan, and... Uh, I believe China uses the yuan the Ren... or yuan or something like that. I don't know what it's called. I just Googled it, and it says renminbi. So you were totally wrong. Oh, no, it's yuan. What the yeah, fuck? Yuan. Yeah, uh, like I said, I know what I'm talking about. Most Look, of I just Googled right? it. I don't I don't know what you're asking me. But anyway, but... Uh, China yuan... manipulates their currency all the time, so it's really – it's hard to tell what their currency is actually worth sometimes. But – the point this is, shit, this shit says you, that one yuan, yuan, yuan. That's a hard word to say. One of the Chinese monies is worth thirteen <laughs> euro cents. These motherfuckers better be giving out quadrillions of yuan no, to they, people to just be sucking dick like that. They, they manipulate their currency, so like I said, it's hard to know what it's worth exactly. But the point is, like, I cannot take any of these. Like next time, LeBron or Kerr or somebody from Blizzard. Or somebody from Hollywood says Trump's bad, he's evil. It's like, well, you work for people that censor themselves in order to bow down to China. So I'm not going to take anything that you say serious. And I think at the end of the day, that's what a lot of people's problem with Hollywood is. is They have this like super huge double standard when it comes to like speaking up for the good of humanity or whatever their purpose may be. Yeah, I think it's all PR-based, though. Like, think about it. Is it a negative PR stunt to say that Donald Trump is an asshole? No. The only only time saying anything wrong about Trump has ever negatively affected somebody, I feel like, is when... uh, Who's the, like, the C-star celebrity, the the female comedian? She had the picture of her, like, beheading Trump or something Uh, and claimed that Uh, she was blacklisted. Kathy Griffin. Yeah, but really, I don't think she was blacklisted. She's just like past her prime and not really that funny anyway. No, she's not that good, but she's yeah. going to use that to be like, oh, this is why nobody likes me. Yeah, exactly. So that's like the one against example. Trump. And it's like, no. <laughs> well, pretty much everybody does that. And a lot of, like, 
Brad like, that's Pitt Jimmy Fallon's entire Trump. career. Yeah, like, people still love Brad Pitt, despite the fact that he speaks out against Donald Trump. Yeah, and good it's for you. Like, you suck. Like, you yeah. can't be like, oh, I'm going against Trump. It's like, <laughs> no, every one of your peers is going against Trump. Half of them said they would leave America, actually. No, yeah, they did. Um, <sighs> okay, right, so on so to the next. Actually, yeah, we'll, we'll go into the next one. Um, okay, so. Um, and this one is equally hilarious. No, yeah, so speaking of freedom of speech. Hypocrisy. And hypocrisy is freedom of speech in the U.S. under attack. Um, So obviously in the U.S. we have the First Amendment. uh, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Um, But what we really want to talk about is uh, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. Um, so speaking of uh, freedom of speech, uh, I actually read an article this week. Uh, there's a new study out by the Campaign for Free Speech that says nearly 60% of millennials, um, and it's nearly 50% for Gen X and baby boomers as well. I think I'm technically um, a millennial, so yeah, I was no, in this, though. We, we both are. Um, but yeah, so nearly 60% of millennials and 50% of Gen X and baby murmurs agree uh, that free the First Amendment goes too far in allowing hate speech in America. Um, many millennials also believe that uh, hate speech should be a crime. And uh, more than half of those say that it should carry jail time. Good Lord. No, yeah. Um, so I get it, like, hate speech, like, me saying Gabe is a complete piece of shit. Um, it's pretty that, hateful. You should go I, to jail for that, I'm pretty sure. And from the bottom of my heart, I believe <laughs> that Gabe is a piece of shit. But should me saying a fact such as Gabe is a piece of shit <laughs> cause me to go to jail because it's hate speech? That's, I mean, where do you classify hate speech at? So, I I mean, I could see this rule uh, being bent in ways it's not intended to it. And maybe the way that they worded it is poor, but, like, uh, Nazi propaganda in Germany. We both went together, and on our walk to uh, a concentration camp, there were actual Nazi party flyers, like, stuck to signs and buildings and light poles. No, it so, was kind of crazy, like how, like in in Germany, knowing their history, as we walked to the concentration camps, there were signs <clears throat> or whatever for the Nazi Party that was still trying to get into office. Yeah, like, so it it's blew my mind. It's crazy, and I think that um, as we were walking, they were saying that someone's daughter is like a very high-profile German politician's daughter is actually part of the Nazi party. And it's pretty crazy to think about that stuff still goes on. So I could see if you're making the argument for like that or like the KKK or the crazy Baptist church people um, or that poor, I I don't know. That's all I can really even think of that you would hold this against. But outside of that, it's so easy to bend. Like you're really asking for a lot more government involvement than I think that you actually want. 
Yeah, right. So there are like some things that you can't do. Like you can't um, commit libel, which is you can't like a newspaper can't publish false statements or stories. Um, you can't commit slander. Which I think that we don't really implement that law at all, if I had to be totally honest with you. I mean, we do to a point. Ah, what about uh, that poor fucking kid who was being, like, berated, and then they made it, like, he was talking shit to the Native American guy, but really no, it was, so he like, he was I, I believe he ended up suing yeah, he uh, did. the Washington <laughs> Post. I don't know whatever, like, came of the oh, lawsuit. It might still be ongoing. I'm not... I'm not completely sure. Yeah, I haven't looked it up. Um, I just remember that one. And and then you have slander, which is the same thing, except it's a spoken statement. Um, there's also um, incitement, meaning you can't, like, cause a riot. Um, but So we have things, things like obscenity. to go to the extreme ends of it. Right. There's things that you cannot do. However, a lot of that is up to... Um, the court's interpretation of what you're doing, um, which goes to the thing and about the kid that was with the Native American in Washington. Yeah. How they just ran with the image with a Washington Post fault or CNN's fault. They were just reporting live things as they happened with the news that they had. Nah, I don't. I'd have to look it up, but I'd be willing to bet that. I mean, we all know that certain news agencies go toward a certain way. They're leaning toward a certain way. They're trying to appease whatever side that they already are a part of. No, definitely. Uh, but all the, all, One of the news this... lead news anchors just got in trouble for like trying to spin something against a guy that they were all friends with because he's not a Democrat. I'll have to look that one up for next week. Fuck it. No, yeah. Politics plays such like a huge part in today's media now that it's almost impossible to for a court to like say this is slander, this is uh, libel when there's so much room for interpretation. Yeah, um, I agree. But all of this leads into um, what I really what whenever I look. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I honestly almost up. forgot what we were even fucking talking about. No, whenever I looked this topic, <laughs> up, whenever I looked this topic up, what started this was uh, the fact that Mark Zuckerberg, which is Facebook's CEO and founder, uh, testified for the House Financial Services Committee, um, which held a hearing to look into Libra, which is their Facebook's cryptocurrency or whatever. Yeah, that, that he's trying to start. establish. Um, which is cool, whatever, they should look into it. Um, however, it didn't take long for it to spread into other things. Um, AOC, the Congress member from New York, who actually really, really liked, despite also hating everything that she stands for. Yeah, despite her, her. despite her specific political views, I think that she is... As scary as this sounds, the only trustworthy person in our entire federal government. No, I absolutely love her as a person. I think that she's there for all the right reasons, but I do not like her politics. No, um, not at but, all. But that's uh, that's another <clears throat> podcast entirely. 
a drunker um, podcast on, than this one. But, but she's a member of the uh, Financial Services Com- Services Committee, which, like I said, were the, was the committee holding the hearing. Um, she actually opened her DMs on Twitter to get questions from uh, Twitter members. And not um, just that. Oh, definitely Let not. me just I'm say, sure I didn't send her of, any questions. I'm sure she got a lot of penises. Oh, yeah, um, I didn't send any penises God, or hate speech. I just want, like, a date or, yeah, yeah. you know. God, God bless her for, well, like, putting her, her DMs. <laughs> that, that is a that ballsy state. move, literally. No, she is. probably literally, got more dick pics than anyone else on Twitter it, that it day. It was literally ballsy, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, she asked him whether he would permit a political ad containing false information to show on Facebook. Um, He recently had a uh, little Q&A slash speech at a college where he said that he would allow it, um, that he didn't think that it was his place or Facebook's place to censor anyone. um, And he thought that Facebook members should flush out the truth for themselves, which goes back to earlier with the um, uh, survey or whatever that was taken about millennials thinking that the government should have more power. And I guess um, my question is, why are Americans willing to allow the government more power over what we should be like? Are we living in a nanny state now? Do we want to live in a nanny state where we allow the government this insane amount of power to decide what's good for us? Or should we be able to allow, or should we be able to flush out what is good and what is bad for ourselves? Uh, I mean, you already know how I feel. I firmly believe that Ron Swanson had the right idea. No No, government... And I have slowly infiltrated the government, and I am looking to do whatever it takes to, at the very minimum, waste as much time and money as I possibly can. Which really just easy. You're not not in control. This is not off the record. But in all seriousness, it's just that how much interference do you really want in your life? And I think the problem is that no one knows what like heavy. heavy government influence looks or feels like at least not like born national americans like they really don't understand that like there's a reason that people leave their countries with no job no understanding of the language and no money just to get out of whatever country they're in so i think that 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 in and of itself says enough that i i really don't even want to see what the other side of the coin looks like so and i think that like everybody is willing to as long as their side is in power, they're like, eh, who cares? Like, but as soon as somebody like Donald Trump comes in power, then you care. Or yeah. on the reverse side, if you're a Republican, as soon as uh, yeah, as soon as a Democrat Warren, comes in power, you're like, oh shit! Comes in power, it's like, oh, what have I done? The government has too much power, but it's all fun and it's all like fine and dandy when it's your party. You're like, yeah, they're gonna get rid of all these things that we all hate together and then they slowly start getting rid of things and you're like, wait, I didn't agree to that. But, ah, no. oh, I fucked it up. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Everybody's for big government whenever their side of thinking is in power. Yeah. And everybody's anti-government, anti-Trump whenever Trump's in power. Like, 
you're the ones that have allowed Trump to become so powerful, and yet you hate him so much. Yeah, and you know what? I love any and all president as long as they're voted for. Um, and I mean, at least you imagine being in Russia and you're like, ah, fuck, like, is it even really worth voting for the other guy? Because they were either going to kill me or kill him or poison my family. I don't no, want like, a place like that. Vote for whoever you want, please, as long as it's a willing vote. Yeah, Russia has like this weird, like, you can't be in power for more than two years at a time. So Putin, like, has power for a couple years and then he hands over power to somebody else for two years or however many years that they have but he's really still behind the scenes pulling the strings and then as soon as that guy's up putin's back in and it just keeps going back and forth between putin and like his puppet i would like to be putin's puppet i've seen him shirtless so oh yeah would, that doesn't I sound would, like a totally I would totally go horseback riding shirtless with uh, yeah I am pretty sure that picture of him riding a grizzly bear is real, and that is the most erotic photo I have saved on my computer. If that is not on your bucket list, you might as well not even have a bucket list. Yeah, what are you living for if you're not trying to go topless horseback riding with Putin? Exactly. See, at least after everything we said today, we're not getting banned in Russia. So I think one of two countries, if I had to choose to live in, I would choose Russia. Yeah, definitely. The, the dash cam videos are enough for me to say that I would rather live in Russia than yeah, China. I would, I would love to watch like the crazy Russians do things <laughs> live. Yeah, live in person <laughs> instead of on YouTube. I could watch it in person. The the last dash cam that came out of China was in Tiananmen Square, and I really don't want to watch that one anymore. <laughs> no, not not the dash cam of a tank running over somebody. No, that's not my that's not my dash cam. I want like dudes jumping in front of cars that are going three miles an hour, not right, Chinese people being murdered. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on to um, a little bit of a, I guess, lighter topic. Um, so we're not talking about too... Nick today. <laughs> no, 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 not talking about me. Um, can you be too old to be president? Um, a couple weeks ago, the debate, um, the Democratic presidential debate that is um the candidates were asked about age likely due to bernie sanders who recently literally had a heart attack and had to have heart surgery um i that okay so bernie i just want to bernie having heart surgery is not hilarious to me but he's so fucking old just like legitimately think about how old bernie is and, and that he's still making decisions for the rest of america like I, I don't have any grandparents this, that are this old, and uh, so I don't know exactly, but by the time my parents is, are 78 and 79, there's no fucking way I'm going to let them make like, life-affecting decisions for me. My so dad is, can still barely use a computer. There's no fucking way. He's 78 right now, will be 79 if he is sworn in to be president. He would hit 80 while he's, in office. He's literally older than the average lifespan of... Uh, the average American. So I'm going to go out and I will say, I don't think voting for Bernie Sanders would be the worst vote you could ever make, but I do think you should really just be considering whatever his VP's policies are and really just kind of discounting whatever he has to say. Yeah. Um, let's look, let's look at some of the ages um, that these guys will be on January 20th of 2021, which is inauguration day. 
Um, Sanders will be 79. Uh, Joe Biden will be 78. Elizabeth Warren will be 71. Um, Trump will be 74. Uh, oh, Lord. No matter who's elected, they will be the oldest uh, elected president. Trump was the oldest elected first-term president at age 70. Uh, Reagan was 79, and when he left office, he was 77. So there's literally two people in this race right now that are older than Ronald Reagan was when he left office. And Ronald Reagan, of course, ended up having Alzheimer's uh, in his in his 80s. So we're talking about somebody in their 80s um, who could possibly have dementia or something like that. On the flip side, you also have somebody <laughs> like... Uh, Think of how uh, cool it would be if Bernie Sanders wins ends up having something like this that just goes undiagnosed because the, the, the president has their own specific doctor. So the VP could just be like, no, 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 just no, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have that. And then one no, day like, everybody, everybody was talking about that with Trump's last physical. And the yeah, exactly. Trump was in perfect health and everybody looks at Trump <laughs> and they're like, really? That dude really? is not Trump look- is in perfect health. <laughs> the guy that eats McDonald's and KFC and in his seventies is in perfect health. And See, like, and that's what I'm saying. That's like a really dangerous game to play. Just imagine like Bernie wakes up one morning and just the dementia is going wild and he just fucking declares war on KFC and just fucking sets out executive orders to bomb every KFC. And then the next day he's like, no, I didn't. What? Yeah, no, that, that wasn't me. I, I don't know what, what like, happened, but that was not me. He's like, no, I don't know. That was an imposter. There's clearly a Bernie Sanders lookalike going around here. But so, um, all right, so let's get to... Do you personally think that there should be a limit as to how old you can be when running for office? All right. So obviously there is for like how young you have to be at least 35 years old. Yeah. Uh, JFK is the youngest ever that was elected at age 43. Teddy Roosevelt was actually the youngest ever president though, but he um, was 42 whenever he took office because McKinley got assassinated yeah. Um, the average. Uh, so he age, didn't win an election. Is the difference right. between the two of them? Just to right. he clear. was vice president when he became president at forty-two. Um, the average age of a president is fifty-seven. So I could see like a flip side of you could be too young to you could almost. I think. I think there be, should be a range. So I think you could almost be too young, even at thirty-five, which is the constitutional limit. Because what kind of experience do you have at 35 in order to be literally the world world leader? Like, you're the leader of the free world, and you're only 35 years old. But at the same time, I don't know that there should be necessarily a limit. I I would Um, like a bracket. Uh, And and that's just because I think that no matter how hard you try, and sure, there are... exceptions to this because there's exceptions to everything but uh there you lose touch like even in the military like you can tell when people are like way too old and they're like well back in my day we did everything by hand and it's like well dude we have fucking power tools now so now we don't and you like shit changes dude (laughs) you can kind of see that like uh joe Biden has been made fun of on the campaign trail because he his dentures fell out during a debate. Uh, <laughs> he was talking about how, like, he stood up to this 
gangster named Corn Pop whenever he was a lifeguard at a at a community swimming pool. Could you imagine but explaining to someone that your gangster name was Corn Pop now that you're like yeah, 80 exactly. years old? And He's all goddamn <laughs> Joe Biden's talking about me. I'm Corn Pop. They're like, shut up, Grandpa. No, you're not. I'm sure Corn Pop was a badass in the 1950s. But, like, nowadays, like, that's not what a gangster is. Like, the world has changed. Definitely not Corn Pop. You talking about how you defeated, you stood up to Corn Pop isn't necessarily how you're going to stand up to ISIS. Like, Yeah, you're really not winning in any young voters with that one. They're like, all right, this dude just definitely made that shit up. So you, you do have like situations like that, but I think that a person like Elizabeth Warren, who's seventy-one, or, or will be seventy-one whenever she takes office, I don't like her politics. I don't like Elizabeth Warren, but I completely think that she's of sound mind, that she could totally be president. Um, but so things Trump- things at that age set in super quick, and I think that that's my big problem with it is that you can go from like pretty uh, stable to not very stable in a very short amount of time. And, well, and and I still believe that much, there's just a sense of there's a, a you lose set, sight of where America is, just, and and that happens to everybody. I'm not just saying that like this is politics, but think about like your grandparents or like great grandparents if you had of them. Like the these people are fucking old regardless of like what else is around them. So no, I I think that the uh, and this is me personally and my, I don't give a fuck. I think that the cap to be elected into office should be 60. And I think that if you win, you're given that opportunity to run for a second term. However, if you don't, well, get fucked, you're out of there. So, but you also have somebody who, like Jimmy Carter, who's currently the oldest former president, he's 95 years old, he's literally still out there building homes for the poor. Like, yeah, still is but that doesn't mind at 95. Not that I think he should be president. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, but it's a, it's, you're running, you're, all I'm saying is that you're running a risk because, sure, some of them won't, but some of them could totally just go fucking batshit crazy. So and Trump I just think is, that past 68, you're definitely running that risk. I think Trump is so, past what I would be comfortable saying is the age that like someone should be able to be sworn in but uh sometimes when pe- like whenever i look at trump i don't see trump as 74 year or uh 73 years old no but people with money never look as old as they fucking are that's why all these politicians except for bernie don't look that old and honestly no, bernie I mean, doesn't look like he's 80 years old either because it's like all of hollywood you have enough money you can look whatever fucking age you want to so i guess this is going to be the first topic that we uh, part ways, uh, because well, I that's disagree. because you're essentially 75 anyway, so you feel like I'm personally attacking you. I don't think that there should be uh, an old age. I think that literally the campaign is weeding out the people who are too old to be president. Like Joe Biden is too old to be president. But I, I don't every think it does. I look at, every if... time I look at Joe Biden, I think, man, this guy's gonna probably die soon. And I, he's slowly, <laughs> since since he entered the campaign, he has slowly gone down in the polls. Like, he was the front runner. He's no longer the front runner. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, but, people so, look at Elizabeth Warren and they're like, okay, she's not too old to be president. Um, no, and, and I, the same thing. The same I thing. I think she happened. doesn't. 
but she doesn't seem like she's mentally too old. And I, I, 71 to me is old as fuck. Like, but she doesn't seem to be like too old to be president to me. But I still think that you're running a risk. And is that I just don't think that that's a like if you could eliminate a risk from someone who's going to be in charge of the country, I think that you should. So the same thing kind of happened during this last election cycle when um, Trump was going up against Hillary Clinton and Hillary Clinton was literally like fainting and getting sick and people were questioning like, does she have the stamina to be president? And a lot of people still voted for her because everybody hates Trump so much. But like it brings up a really good question. Like does a heart attack on the campaign trail, should that automatically eliminate you from contention not necessarily because you're old and having a heart attack but like people these days have heart attacks at like 30 yeah so i don't should, I, should, I think I that guess, you're playing a dangerous game eliminating people based off medical conditions like that like a medical because you could have a heart attack like you could go out tomorrow and ride your tractor to the hoedown and you might have a heart attack so i, I guess i guess i stand kind of where um tulsi gabbard stood whenever she was asked the question if she was too young because on the flip side of all these old people running um you also have uh, uh, tulsi gabbard and pete uh, Buttigieg, who are both 38 they'll be 39 on inauguration day making them if they should win uh the youngest people to ever become president um yeah. they were she was asked during the last debate um if her young age should eliminate her. And what she said was the more, more important question was who is fit to serve as a commander in chief, meaning who cares about age or if you've had a heart attack or whatever, what should be important is your politics, what you like, where you want to take the country, um, how you <clears throat> feel um, about things that going on in the middle East or, domestically or whatever the case may be like what your thoughts are should matter more than your health is um which i kind of agree with we've had people die in office we've had people assassinated in office um but the more important thing when it comes to voting for a president is where is this person going to take us rather than how long is this person going to take us there you know what i'm saying yeah Hopefully they take us to KFC. I could really go for some KFC right now. No. But no, I totally, I absolutely 100% agree with that, that it, it should be based off. But I, I just, I think of the risk involved in doing something like that. Like, uh, and honestly, Bernie is a perfect example. Like, if you're the Democrats, is that who you're putting all your chips in is Bernie? You're like, fuck, man. And if this doesn't work out, like, are you putting all your chips on his VP? And then, uh, I don't know, Biden is just, he's like, kind of a meme at this point like he's pretty he's a lot older than he seems um no but you have somebody in office and i, I think that i think that age is like a really good thing to bring up because i think that uh i don't know and it's uh, i think that that age between 35 and 55 is where people are experienced enough and not like out of touch no, I think that there's a reason why the average age of presidents is 57. Like that's, and I think that that's like a really 55 to 60 seems like the perfect age to be president. Like you have 
the you're past your midlife crisis and right. yeah and you have some experience you're not trying to like go out and buy harleys and like pound hookers on the weekend but if i were the president i would probably try and do both of those things but you i'm voting for gronk, gronk for president that's my next fucking vote oh my god i was watching some nfl pregame <laughs> today and just listening to gronk, gronk laugh just makes me so happy see fucking gronk for president dude no i agree like gronk 100 percent. if he ever ran for president i don't care his politics he could be super ultra like pro government. Uh, once oh to, like, yeah, once to could, control my thoughts. He could start. He could start censoring South Park. Party, so yeah, he could ban South Park and uh, cancel NBA games, and I wouldn't give a shit as long as it's Gronk. Um. So I didn't. I wasn't for sure if we would have time to talk about this, but I think that we do. All right. If we have time to talk about anything, I want to talk about what are you wearing right now. Um, right now, I am in a pair of sweatpants and a Ninja Turtle t-shirt. All right. Not what you should be in, first off. I want lingerie, maybe like an old t-shirt you had with the nipples cut out. That would be what I would like to hear from you. But I want you to explain to everybody why you do not have a pair of jorts yet and why this picture is not on our Instagram. All right. So, uh, obviously, we made a vote or a bet a few weeks ago about the Jaguars game. Which Who's I was going to win it as always. Um, yeah, obviously I was <laughs> I was wrong. Uh, the Jags did not win, despite me just absolutely loving them. Uh, we made the bet that I would wear a pair of jorts and take a picture in them, but <clears throat> we I no longer live in the Netherlands where you live, and you I can't just go down the street and buy a pair of jeans. I <laughs> I, I now currently live in the middle of Illinois, Central Illinois. Where I have to go... Uh, he has to saddle up the horse and pony. At a minimum, I have to go like 30 minutes to go buy a pair of jeans. Because the jeans that I have, right? So I'm in a weird situation where I don't have all my clothes <laughs> because I'm in between where I was and where I'm going to be. We don't want your real months. life excuses. Explain to me. <laughs> Point is, I don't, I don't have access ready. to all my jeans. So all I have is a couple pair of jeans and then my favorite jeans that I'm not going to cut into jorts. So I have to go buy a pair of cheap jeans from like the Walmart or something, but the closest Walmart to me because the town where my uh, parents live, where I'm currently staying for the next couple months until I start school, um, the Walmart here closed. So the closest even like, your town can't even support a Walmart. Where the fuck do you live? (laughs) Jesus Christ. The closest Walmart to me is now, about a half an hour drive it's a six day trip on a good ride so i have to saddle up the horses and (laughs) he has uh, to crank the steam engine i feel like you're the old guy in fox and the hound and you just gotta fucking crank your steam engine up to go out hunting listen i you live in like let's get high Colorado, yeah, fuck it. Democrats. We have I stores the, that stay open and cars and shit. It's crazy. I live, <laughs> you guys I would live hate in it. Part of real America, <laughs> where we do things the real American way, which includes having to drive for about thirty minutes to go buy a pair of jeans. <laughs> I, uh, you know what? Good for you for supporting small America, but fuck that. I no. 
No, thank you. Oh, uh, All right. Whenever I do get out, I'm going back to a city that has stores in the city. I don't have to rely on my fucking oxen to get me out of my driveway. <clears throat> anyway, what was the thing that you actually wanted to talk about? Okay, real quick, because we only have like 10 minutes. Um, I want to talk about, like you said, real fast, <laughs> this whole Tulsi Gabbard versus Hillary Clinton thing. Um, ah, fuck. I'm so glad we touched on both of those already. All right. Oh, uh, a lot of people don't know, but I'm in... Probably I'm in love with Tulsi Gabbard. I don't like her politics, but I love her as a person. Um, I do agree with some of the things that she stands for, but obviously her more uh, liberal policies and less libertarian policies I don't agree with. But... Um, Hillary Clinton came out and said that she basically was a Russian asset. And I just want to say Hillary Clinton needs to go away. I absolutely despise her. I absolutely love Tulsi Gabbard. And just because some people like Tulsi Gabbard and hate Hillary Clinton doesn't make her a Russian asset. No, yeah. And and honestly, it's like the things that she said about her and uh, Jill Stein are like borderline McCarthyism and it's pretty hilarious to me just to see this like I don't know just blind excuses are just uh, like all you're doing is like bringing more negative attention to yourself and I don't that's obviously her PR people weren't trying to do that I don't think but it's like why would you say these things when you are like the most likely person to have more Russian ties than either of them and I just I want to go out and I will say if Tulsi Gabbard opens up her DMs, I'm trying to get a date out here. I'll fly her out and no, take she her has out a, for a nice, so she's tasteless married. dinner in the Netherlands. Shut up, so Nick. I don't care married. about that. Don't ruin my she's, dream. She's married. But I am too, but we could do this anyway. It's just a date. I do I do love Tulsi Gabbard. Um, Tulsi, open up your DMs. I guess Hillary Clinton sucks is what I'm saying, and Tulsi Gabbard no, rules. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. How you can't just go around claiming that people are communists and no, just, uh, and just, trying to get them kicked out of government like that. Yeah, that was a long because, time ago. We're past that. We've yeah, we're, we're done exploiting communists. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Like just because you don't like them or disagree with some of their politics or whatever the case may be, like I don't understand why Democrats are so still like so obsessed with Hillary Clinton. What Hillary Clinton has to say, like. It blows my mind that the Clintons still have as much power as they do in the so, Democratic Party. And I just want to, like, not even even remotely related to this. I just want to point out, like, I want someone to go out and ask Hillary Clinton about Bill's involvement with Epstein. I really want to. I want to see it in, like, a fucking interview or a debate or something. I want to see how she responds to it. I should probably say that, to, to, since we're talking about all this— I have no plans to commit suicide. No. If, I, if I'm suddenly murdered in a mysterious, or if I'm suddenly killed in some mysterious car wreck, know that it's because of Hillary Clinton. I wear a body cam on me at all times, so I'm not worried about it. I'm thoroughly prepared to go to Russia and Trust catch me, some watch, sweet videos. I watch your body cam all the time. Yeah, I have a rear-facing body cam for Nick so that he knows that I'm safe. Uh, right. yeah, I don't know. So what do you, what do you think about her? Like legitimately calling out them? Uh, do you, do you think she means it in the terms of like, they have Russian ties or do you think that she thinks that they are pawns well, of Russia's I think, government? I think that she just 
meant that they were pawns, that the Russian bots, if that's what you want to call them, on Twitter and Facebook and all these places uh, where they. I thought we were talking them. like sexually, like Russian bottoms. I would like to. Oh uh, no! Those. Yeah, Russian bottoms. Like, I don't. That's, I don't know when it. Like. I love that, Russian bottoms. No, yeah, I don't know how that plays into Tulsi Gabbard. Um, she, she doesn't have a Russian bottom. No, but I do like Russian bottoms. Um, uh, but anyway, Russian bots are pulling. Yeah, I, essentially, I think, it's that they're pulling votes away from the Democratic candidate, and she blames that's why she lost. Also, but Hillary really Clinton blames it, everybody but herself on why she lost the election to Donald. Even Trump. though, like, there's proof in her campaign that she ignored places that she should have gone to. Right. That you can't blame anyone but yourself if you lose the presidential race. You can't go out and say, well fucking russia it voted too many times for donald trump it's like no nah, if you'd campaigned better you might have had that one actually or yeah. if you stopped pandering we did uh, i can't remember if you were there or not we had this talk about when hillary clinton was in the south and they were like what's the one thing you keep in your purse and she's like hot sauce and then they're like well what kind of hot sauce she's like oh well i don't have any right now and it's like are you are you serious right now you just yeah you just pandered to everybody and then don't have hot sauce in your purse you fucking idiot <laughs> Yeah, I, it's just one of those things where I take, I definitely take Tulsi Gabbard's side. I know what Clinton was, I guess, trying to say or whatever, but it's just like own up to the fact that you lost and stop trying to find other people to blame. Yeah. Even if blame is to share, like it's your campaign. You should have gone to Wisconsin and places like this or places like that. And you did it. Like, just own up to it. Yeah, you had the opportunity. It's not like it wasn't there. She just... I think that she was under the impression that he was so bad that she would have won no matter what. And obviously, that's not the case. People care about, like, feeling like they're important to someone else. And, and voters feel the same way toward their party. Um, but let's get into the most serious topic of the day in these last, like, three minutes. Do you think Epstein killed himself? Okay, this is... All the Instagram memes are telling me that he did not, so I don't know what to believe anymore. I think that he killed himself, but I think that he was able to kill himself because... Do you think it was, like, Cleopatra-style? Like, uh... I'm such, like, a huge, like... Octavia said, like, either I kill you or you kill yourself, and he's like, "Ah, I guess I'm fucking eating this cyanide. I'm such, like, an anti-conspiracy theorist. Uh, You're the worst human alive. I disagree with every conspiracy theory ever. Uh, so you think that the moon principle. is real? Fucking yeah, idiot. obviously the moon is not a piece of cheese. It's real. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think that he killed himself for sure. Where I'm a little foggy on is the circumstances which allowed him to kill himself. Um, I think it was, I honestly think it was just overworked prison guards. However, who knows? Like Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, the Democratic Party, and it's not just the Democrats. Like Trump used to hang out with them, and Republicans used to yeah, hang out no, with them. Yeah, no, it's so. And I don't think that this is a political thing by any means. I think that this is like an upper echelons of society kind of thing. Yeah. So, so far, a thousand people have been named in the um, Epstein legal drama, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah. So who knows? Any of those 1,000 rich people could have done something. Yeah, and that's. I think that this is like a, 
I absolutely by no means think that it is politically charged in any fashion. I just think that the the top end of society is so far above like your average person that something happened and, and it wasn't that he voluntarily killed himself, whether it be by like, do it or we will, or you're fucking doing this, like something happened. Um, I, think, I think he killed himself. I'm just foggy on how he was able to kill himself on suicide watch. Yes, and that's the part that it's like there was some form of like opportunity or aid provided by somebody. I don't All right, know. Maybe, one last maybe conspiracy: we'll aliens or no aliens? No aliens. Ah, uh, dude, I know you've been probed. Don't fucking lie to me. You're from cornfields where the probing happens. No, not by aliens. I haven't. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not there anymore, so no one better be probing you unless it's me. All right. Well, let's. Uh... Let's wrap it up there. Um, sorry for the uh, long delay in getting this episode out, guys. Um, yeah. I know it's been a couple weeks, but I was moving. From, I was traveling to Berlin and enjoying my life. Yeah, and I was moving from the Netherlands to Illinois. so Also enjoying sorry. his life. Yeah, um, so sorry for the long delay. Uh, promise it won't be like this again, at least for, uh, for a little bit. Next episode, Nick is going to do peyote instead of getting day drunk, so we could all look forward to that. Mm, I don't know about that. Speaking of which, do you have you been drinking something? Is there something you want to? Oh shit! I totally forgot. I've been drinking too much. All right. So actually, uh, some very good and beautiful friends, specifically Andrew, got me a songs of our own from. Rowley Farmhouse Ales in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And they actually won uh, Best Small Craft Brewery at uh, GBAF. So it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Super tart and sour. None of, like, the bitter components. Like, the smell didn't really match the taste. Like, it had a smell of a very, like, bitter Saison session type ale. Uh, Golden sour. Absolutely fantastic. Like, uh, I would rank this, like, probably top... 10 sours that I've ever had. Probably top five, actually. It was, for a, a golden sour, it was absurdly good. Um, the worst part about it is that I can't just, like, go buy another one, probably, at this point. Uh, but it, it was fantastic. I, I seriously, like, a perfectly smoothed out sour. Like, it didn't have the sweet flavors that a lot of them tend to have. Uh, I, I'm in love with both of them for grabbing me this, and... Andrew's home alone tonight, so I might sneak over there and find a special way to thank him later. Okay, so... What about you? Um, what ciders or fermented so, ox piss so, did you have today? So actually today, uh, I've just been drinking some... Bud Light! Some tequila. <laughs> oh, however, God. However, um... What I originally had planned when we were going to record on Wednesday, and I got day drunk for no reason, because so, we had some recording issues, um, I drank a uh, Leinenkugel Honey Weiss, which was actually pretty good. Um, that's coming from somebody who doesn't like beer. Um, icky beer, as you usually call it. Yeah, it, yeah, icky beer, as I usually call it. But it was pretty good. Um, if you're in the States, it's pretty accessible. Uh, you can find it at most uh, gas stations or wherever. Um, yep. And if yeah, you're like me, there's a beer called Lagunitas Sucks because Lagunitas Sucks. So you can go find that one as well. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, All right, Nick, what do you got going on for the rest of the day? Um, so I'm going to go out to eat with my mom. Tell her I love and, her as always. 
and then uh, watch football all day. I actually already have uh, Red Zone open, so I'm going to be watching that for the rest of the evening. Cutting some pumpkins with my children, even though I'm terrible at it. And uh, tell your mom to open her DMs as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. She has no social media, but for sure I will. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, right, guys. guys. Thank you for listening. uh, Don't listen to anything Nick has to say. He'll be on peyote next week uh, at my request. Goodbye, guys. Goodbye.